folks, uh, we want to let you know I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And I'm Pablo Morale Martinez. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Ow! Last show of 2019. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, man. I am fucking psyched. Yes. Um, folks, if you've listened to last episode, as I know a good listener would, you know that we went to go see The Rise of Skywalker. And we have feelings. We have many feelings very, about this show. Uh, very intense feelings. About um, this movie. About this particular movie. So, uh, you know, if I were to describe The Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> um, I would say that it's like watching a world-class athlete, like a track and field runner. Uh-huh. Right? Like your favorite track and field runner, mm-hmm. if there was such a thing. Because <laughs> um, I don't think anybody follows track and field or whatever. But it, it, I only know Usain Bolt. That's yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. It's like watching Usain Bolt do the 100-yard dash, right? Okay. But he does it in 0.5 seconds, right? <laughs> 0.5 yeah, seconds. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. Like to the point where you're just like, Jesus Christ, he's traveling at the speed of light. He would actually you know? start to like redshift yeah, away from exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> like he turns into like the flash where like lightning flows around him and then you're just like, this is so cool. But if you think about it too long, you're just like, wait a minute. Something's not right here. People shouldn't do that. <laughs> and then finally, when he gets to the finish line, he dies. <laughs> he fucking he, he, he fucking just like has a heart attack and just keels the fuck over. Um, <laughs> I was just imagining like being in the stands and seeing like, you know, this blur just like go down the field fire, literally starting to rise from the ground. And then when he gets to the end, you just hear like faintly off in the distance, like, <laughs> or just like, like that YouTube video of, of Mira Craig where she's like, oh, <laughs> oh God, folks, if you if you if you've never seen it, please like YouTube, <laughs> YouTube Mira Craig yeah. stage jump. Oh, man, <laughs> you might just need you probably only need to put her name in because out of all the things that she's done, that's the most notable. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. You know. Um, I mean, look, I'm not <laughs> I'm not passing judgment on her lyrical writing. It takes a lot of talent to write down. She's a fucking cultural appropriator. <laughs> She's like a Swedish dance hall. Uh, was she Swedish? Yeah, she's she's from fucking Denmark or some shit. Get the fuck yeah. out! Oh my god! I don't feel as bad for her uh, when she. <laughs> I mean, like it's a terrible thing to like stage dive and no one catches you. <laughs> That's both unfortunate and humiliating. Jumping into the dark, yeah. like <laughs> just like Whoa, this is so awesome, and like everybody's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. So, oh. yeah, please, uh, listeners, YouTube, uh, Mira Craig, Stage Dive. Um, okay, but, so. But yes, death, death of, a, of a track star. Yes. Um, yes, that's a very good metaphor and, and imagery for The Rise of Skywalker. For The Rise of Skywalker, because it, it feels like, uh, you know, I, I don't, you know, uh, uh, there are parts of it that I liked. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. Same here. Um, there are parts of this entire trilogy that I like, but parts doth not make a 
cohesive narrative to me. Right, right. If you were just to cut out all those parts and put them together, like how long of a movie do you think you would have? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You put you'd probably get about one forty-five minute movie. Um, <laughs> because uh, there are. I, I don't even know how to explain it because it feels, you know, it feels like different directors and one director, especially with the rise of Skywalker cleaning up, like trying to like none of them really, I don't, I don't feel like Ryan Johnson and JJ Abrams met and we're just like, <laughs> Hey, I'm going to do this and you should like maybe we should collaborate on how we're going to build on top of these moments mm -hmm. instead it feels like they never spoke and they're just and ryan john like ryan johnson's like let me do this yeah let me make my own movie which is uh, and and that's the thing while i love the last jedi and i know i'm gonna get a lot of hate from uh, some people, especially some listeners of the show, <laughs> Tommy Tommy Lumberdozy, um, <laughs> of the Hoof and Jack Kirby podcast. Hey, um, but uh, while I while I love that movie, it does feel like Ryan Johnson decided to make his own movie. Yeah, no, he. He certainly did. Um, and so much so that there were there were several lines of I want to say subtle shade in the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, which I mean, like, which is weird because J.J. Uh, Abrams in the Rise of Skywalker actually builds on some moments of the Last Jedi. I mean, you know, he kind of had to, right? Yeah, he had to. Um, I mean, the opening crawl couldn't have been like, oh, C-3PO had his first dream. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, the thing about the thing about that was that it's it's it's. Oh, my God. It's so crazy how C-3PO had this beautiful moment kind of in the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Again. The whole thing felt so breakneck mm -hmm. that I was just like, "What? What's what's going on? He's mm -hmm. saying goodbye." Yeah, and then it's like played for the. It's like this sad moment um, that was never earned, and it ultimately didn't matter. Yeah, because um, it's a it's a sad moment that uh, where C three PO and I, I felt like I, I watched. Um, uh, Red Letter Media did a, a dissection about this. Mm -hmm. And usually I kind of I don't like when they because they're the ultimate cynics, right? They don't they, they're just like nothing matters and we feel awful kind of attitude towards towards uh, reviewing movies. Oh, OK. Um, but they had a, they raised a good point and and uh, uh, and it's a, it's a moment that felt very hollow to me. And I was just like, why does this moment feel very hollow? I'm stoned and I should be enjoying this <laughs> um, because um, Poe Finn. And Ray, mm -hmm. throughout the three movies, all they've been is annoyed at C-3PO. There's never been a moment where he's ever. They've ever been like, "Oh, thank God, C-3PO, you've <laughs> saved the day." Like you turn off the fucking, uh, you know, you turn off the the garbage uh, disposal units, <laughs> and you you saved our fucking hides. Like there was never a moment like that. Where they can look back on him and just be like, and he could be like, oh, well, thank you, you know. Uh, eh, 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 eh. Yeah, most yeah. of the time they're just like, you know, who bought this paranoid yeah. robot here? Yeah. 
who programmed um, the paranoia shut, into like, the robot. Everybody's like everybody in throughout this whole entire sequel trilogy turns to C-3PO and they're just like, dude, shut the fuck up, you know? <laughs> he's he's the Meg of the of the uh, sequel <laughs> trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh my god, it's so true. And it turns out that his whole um quote unquote sacrifice. Uh, oh, folks, uh, by the way, this is going to be a spoiler heavy <laughs> <laughs> episode. I probably should have said that at the top. Yeah. But I mean like this movie is raked in the jack. Uh, it's like it's it's doing pretty great uh in it's, terms of box office numbers. It's it's well, like good. underperforming uh, for a Star Wars movie which is not like some small feat. Look, the best that they could have hoped for um well no, they could hope for better, but they were coming from a very dark place, a, a, a divided fandom, people questioning whether they even knew what they were doing. I mean, because they were going to give Ryan Johnson. Is that who did uh, the last? Ryan job? Johnson. Yeah. Um, he, they were going to give him a whole trilogy of his own. Right. As far as I know, that's still happening. And now, especially really? after Rise of Skywalker, I think my feelings are they're going to double down. I feel like some again. I feel like I'm quoting Red Letter Media on this because they were just like, what they're gonna see is that oh, people didn't like the J.J. Abrams stuff, which hails very close to the original trilogy in terms of nostalgia factor. Mm -hmm. And then we should pander to the other fan base, which is like a Ryan Johnson doing the new shit, you know. Um. So I don't know. I mean, look. The only people I think in the st- in in the Star Wars universe who are doing it right are the people who are working on the Mandalorian. You right, know, right. right. Like Dave Filoni and John Favreau. It, th- it seems like that's universally just like we love this, we love this, you know. So, right. Um, hopefully, they'll take some cues from there. But it felt like C three PO's sacrifice was not really anything because, like, out of nowhere, it was just like, oh, but you know, R two regularly backs him up. Like, does memory backups so we can just sort of like hit a rest- yeah, hit exactly. a restore point and once they did that he was just like oh you know i've got to go do this thing and r2d2 is like you already did it yeah it's like what and then that's it yeah. it's just it was like it's a windows 10 restore point that's yeah, all it was exactly you know? um i yeah i i really wish that like there are moments in this movie where I wish uh, that they had played it closer to what Kylo Ren says is killing the past. Yeah. Um, which is like, you know, they blew up Chewie. And then Ooh. I feel like uh, a board of uh, of people at, you know, uh, you know, the brain trusts or, you know, the people, <laughs> the people behind the, the, the corporate, you know, the, the people, the stockholders were just they all had a meeting and they were just they came back. They were just like, you can't do that. They were in the movie, you know. Yeah. <laughs> were they? Yeah, they were um, the the whole uh, Sith Stadium. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, the, that's them. That's the board. So. <laughs> they were just like adhere to nostalgia. <laughs> that's what they were all whispering. <laughs> adhere to nostalgia. <laughs> nostalgia. <laughs> But um, yeah, that that's the that's the twist that I was really glad didn't pan out. Like I thought they were, I thought they had just ended Chewie. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, I know. You know, but I nobody was, just like, was holy just, shit! Wow, that's the way he goes out. Yeah, but nobody like 
um, smelt burnt fur or anything like that. So I figured, oh, okay, he must still be yeah, alive somewhere. Yeah. You know? I was like, oh, dude's God, been it a sticks. Dude's, yeah. dude's been around for like 200 years. Yeah. Like, you think, like, it smells like wet, like, just like uh, the inside of a... Uh, of a barber shop like 20 times over. Oh, God. Um. Oh, God. But, um, <laughs> yeah, they, they couldn't have given him a, a, a non-heroic uh, ending. Though, I got to say, the he I hope I hope that Wookiee gets some sort of Oscar for his performance when he realized that Leia had passed away. He was in... He lost console. his shit. Like, Fuck! Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, you know apt because like han solo died he also kind of lost his shit yeah no he's just like all my friends are fucking luke is gone luke is gone han is gone leia's gone because like all my heroes are dead great yeah i know right <laughs> santa claus doesn't exist uh, you know <laughs> there's, there's no more Battlestar galactica <laughs> a shitty reboot coming <laughs> no there is no shitty reboot coming for Battlestar. did they cancel it what the one that was under the helm of what's his name Brian, the guy, the guy that uh, I, I thought there was going to be a movie. It was going to be a movie, but and it was headed by what's it Brian Singer. Okay. Uh, but since he's done all his um, legal issues over claims of uh, okay being a pederast. Yes. Um, God damn. That, uh, God damn. Yeah, that he's that 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 tr- that plan for the Battlestar movies in the shitter. Okay. So good. It was just fine with me. Yeah. Uh, so with regards to Rise of Skywalker, um, was that stormtrooper supposed to be Lando's uh, Lando's daughter? That ex stormtrooper? I believe so. Yeah, I figured. Hey, you know, she's black. He's black. <laughs> You get it, right? <laughs> so Well, the whole thing at the very end, she's like, you know, I was taken from a family I'll never know. And he's like, yeah. And it almost seemed like he was going to be like, you know, I had a daughter. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were playing up that moment. And I was just like, what the fuck, dude? That's exactly, you know, it's like all they needed was to like look into the camera and wink at us yeah. at that point, you know. Um so yeah, definitely his daughter, and I think uh, her and Finn are definitely uh, gonna end up together because you know she's black, right? And he's black, right? So <laughs> together, <laughs> well, and then like, they're gonna have Asian babies, right? So because <laughs> it's Star Wars, cause right? It's Star Wars, but um, but yeah, I think I think it's super cool because there are strong insinuations that they're both open if not sensitive to the force i mean it's all put confirmed for finn um i sent you an article i don't know yeah no i I read it if you read it like he wasn't gonna tell ray like oh i'm in love with you you know he was just gonna be like ray um i'm force sensitive there are weird things happening with my body there's hair where there wasn't hair before (laughs) and she's just like i i don't think that's the force (laughs) you (laughs) know He's like, I'm getting silent erections. <laughs> oh no, he, he's gonna. I'm getting silent erections. <laughs> Sorry, I keep thinking like now. Um, uh, what's this? What's his? What's this actor's name? Um, Finn. Uh, John Boyega. John Boyega. That's right. Um, I, you know, his 
I, I, his Britishness is so synonymous with <laughs> his with him that even when he does an American accent, I'm just like, no, <laughs> <laughs> do it right. It's just <laughs> oh man, it's it's so interesting hearing uh, British folk do an American accent. I feel like. And he does it convincingly. He like, does. I, he does. Like I would have thought that, like he he was America, but then I, you know, I saw the movie Attack the Block, and he's very British in that movie. I always feel like they, when they're going through the exercises of you know changing the accent, like they're dumbing themselves down. Oh, <laughs> like, it's like, let's see, how do I? <laughs> no. How do I speak like it? Like I have about a century and a half less of culture. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, that, that's that's awful. <laughs> they look in the mirror. They're just like hamburger, French fries, cafefe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Um, but more on more on the political stuff later, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, or no, or not. I mean, we shouldn't. Are we gonna delve into that much into politics? Uh, I mean. I think we all know what's going on, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so, like uh, so much it, interesting or so much better to talk about, you know, fake politics of Star Wars. Yeah, because <laughs> like if we if we do a year end review of all the stuff that that happened this past year, it's all it's all kind of like soul crushing, right? It's so cr- it's soul crushing. It's a haze. It's just one crazy thing into another. Um, we would. What was that thing that you wanted to talk about with regards to Trump in Canada? Oh, um, didn't uh, some Canadian network cut him out of Home Alone too? Yeah, they did. Or something like that's. I think that's brilliant. I mean, I, I'm not a fan of uh, re-editing uh, somebody's work. Uh, I was very critical of uh, the fans who tried to edit out Captain Marvel from Endgame. And it's like, oh, it makes the movie so much better. She wasn't necessary. It's just like, no, she was. Yeah. She yeah. was. It doesn't make sense. Take unless it she easy. Like, yeah, I know. It's go, like go somewhere and just shit. But um, good Lord, I can't believe that's that you actually kind of surprised me with that because I didn't know there was a thing such a thing as like, you know. Oh, yeah, they did. What they did is, um, you know how there was that. How did they explain the, the, the fucking um, they didn't. They just didn't. They're the, just the like, ship exploding. They didn't. No, oh, they God. didn't. They're just like, oh, something happened. Brr. You know, um, such fucking dicks. They downloaded the, you know, the super blurry cam version online and then edited that because it was like they tried to do it as soon as they could get could get their hands on a copy of it. And, you know, I never downloaded it. I never watched it. But, you know, there were a lot of articles written about it. And it's just like, really? Are some, you that sensitive? Some of the best moments of fucking Endgame came from came from Captain Marvel. Absolutely. Like her blowing up the ship, her taking a fucking vicious headbutt from Thanos. Right. Um, and, just, and just like being like, yeah, uh, no, <laughs> tell me when you're headbutting me so I so I know what to do. Was that a butterfly? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's she was like that meme where it was like Thanos's headbutt. Is this a headbutt? You know. Oh man, but uh, uh, yeah. So like, I like the way they used her in the movie because she wasn't the focus. She's she wasn't like she was. She did all the work and saved the day. Like, but she was necessary, and it sort of 
it was sort of like a passing of the baton, you know. She, she's obviously going to do big things going forward. But um, when they edited out Trump from Home Alone 2, it's just like, I felt like that was a a valid statement because this man, it's not... it's not. What a, does he contribute to the overarching plot of Home Alone 2? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, he He must have paid somebody off or paid for, like all the craft services, or at least said he was going to pay for it and then didn't. Um, but he, <laughs> he, um, he, the thing is, it's it's not just about editing him out because people don't like him. It's that he is a horrible human being who is doing horrible things to everybody, essentially. Um, so, I mean, it's like that movie that uh, Kevin Spacey was in and oh yeah all, it was called all the money in the world yeah <laughs> and they fucking cut his ironic ass. yeah <laughs> they cut his ass out you know he you know speaking of kevin spacey um he he just did another fucking video are you serious yeah another youtube video where um where where he's his character yeah, where, from where, house of cards yeah exactly he's doing the he's doing that bit Oh where he's uh, where he's Frank Underwood again. Oh my God! Um, What's wrong with him? I don't. I think he. I think when. When uh, when all these allegations finally came to light, like all these these horrible things that he did throughout his life, mm-hmm. like I finally saw the light of day, and he was. Um, and 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 it it destroyed his his celebrity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think he, he just became that character. Um, that's a really character. nice way of saying he snapped. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. No, that's right. He lost his fucking marbles, people. <laughs> wow. Could you, could you, could you imagine like, I mean, look, losing one's career is something that's never easy, but you know, I'm sure, I'm sure he did well for himself and so I'm sure he'll be fine. He's not. Yeah. He's not know, suffering. He's not going to be out on the street, but the the hit to your pride to sort of just sort of like retreat into one of your characters. That's frightening. That's like, like fucking like if, news of Robert Downey Jr. It's like it comes out and he's like, he's been fucking dogs for years. <laughs> and then uh, and then, you know, people are just like, I wouldn't spit on you if you were on fire. And then he snapped and just turned into Iron Man like we just saw him. <laughs> At the, like, oh my god, you know, this is Pavel Martinez reporting live from downtown, uh, you know, California, whatever, Los Angeles, and uh, I'm here, and, and, and it appears that Robert Downey Jr. is on top of the Capitol building, uh, wearing what seems to be tinfoil, and, it, oh, he's jumping, oh. oh my god, he's dead, you know. First of all, that report would come through far more tears, considering how you love this guy, like... Yeah. We when we went to go see the Rise of Skywalker, the trailer for Doctor Doolittle came on, and you just shook your head at the screen like, "No, what kind? No, you're just you." And I'm just I leaned I over. Forgot, and, I forgot that that happened. I leaned over. Well, I first of all, I love seeing your facial expressions during trailers because you, you sometimes you can't believe it in terms of how horrible or how ridiculous the trailer is. And I'm talking about that uh, that dog movie, but let's not go back right, there. Right, right, right. But. <laughs> <laughs> you, you saw Robert Downey Jr. Right. playing Dr. Doolittle, and you just shook your head, and you literally said no. And I said, dude, he wants to do other things. He can't just be Iron Man. And you're just like, 
I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? Is that um, uh, Doctor Doolittle is. It's a stupid idea. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> it's a classic. It's a whatever. So is fucking polio, but they're not making a movie about <laughs> oh, like come. Robert Downey Jr. is the concept of polio. Um, <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah, it would be. That. You know, now that I say it out loud, it, well, you know, Hollywood, give me a buzz. Um, <laughs> so. With regards to Dr. <laughs> Somebody will green light that shit. Oh, my God. So, the Robert Downey Jr., it's a it's an idiotic idea. Uh, this guy, this doctor that talks to the animals. You know, the thing is that oh, I remember the trailer. I never watched the movie. I saw the trailer for Eddie Murphy's um, Dr. Doolittle, and yeah. I was like, that's stupid. And then fast forward to this, and all of a sudden, it's like this sweeping, epic British story <laughs> of a man who changed history by speaking to an anteater. You know, he talks to the antelopes. And I'm just like, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Wait, bear witness to, you know, and they're playing the epic, you know. You know, know, choral music. (laughs) That's true. And it's like, you know, and it's like, come, behold the spectacle. (laughs) And and, uh, witness the magic. And I'm like, it's a dude that talks to to chimps. (laughs) (laughs) He's talking to a beagle. I I wish in the last. I understand. It's like, shut up. I wish in the last five minutes of the film, it's just revealed that he's absolutely insane. He's out of his mind. And everybody has just sort of been like humoring him because they're afraid he'll actually like cause people harm or cause animals harm. Meanwhile, t- eat tigers are trying to like escape. They're just like, no, I don't want to be around. <laughs> <laughs> like the tiger actually talks in order to get away from him. <laughs> don't touch me. But it's... He put his finger in my butt. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh man. See, that would that would be great. That would be great if they if that was revealed that way. But you know, they have to make the listen. Stripes, where did he touch you? <laughs> Stripes. Oh man. You know, you have you have a fucking talent with just giving. Uh, uh, anthropomorphized <laughs> characters these names like for, folks if you listen to last episode you know we're on a our latest kick is um uh snake jazz snake jazz and there was a scene in the rise of skywalker where ray heals uh this giant snake looking creature yes and oh my god <laughs> and yes, we, yes we were, i remember that we moment. were talking about it on the train and it's just like oh you know what if after you got healed you know he puts on a fedora and he goes, he's like, hey, thanks, babe, and slithers away, you know, performing jazz. Thro- throws a little jacket over his shoulder <laughs> and starts smoking a cigarette. Yeah, he's just, and people are just like, hey, who was that cool cat? And you, without a moment's hesitation, you were like, Snile Snavis. <laughs> I have been thinking about that the entire week. 
Snile Snavis. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he was the understudy of Snile Snon Snoltrain. Oh God. <laughs> whose protege was Slanolius Snil- Monk. <laughs> Slanolius Monk. <laughs> no. Snilly Snoliday. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Oh man. Whose hit single Oh come in, on, man. <laughs> in my s- Solitude. (laughs) I feel like we may have lost some of the listeners right now. If you haven't, we've we've got off the rails. (laughs) If you haven't seen the final episode, final mid-season episode of uh, season four of Rick and Morty, do yourself a favor: drop everything. Yes, don't watch that. Don't go to work. (laughs) Don't. If you have to go to the bathroom, just go right there on the floor and just watch this episode. Yeah. I'm Pablo Morali Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancivo. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes. And uh, I just want to let all of you people know that we are on iTunes, Spotify, and Google uh, Podcasts. Google Podcasts, yes. <laughs> I'm already <laughs> fucking this up. Uh, but yeah, please, um, if you're on iTunes, write us a review. Tell us how lovely our show is and how enamored you are with our voices. Or perhaps how offended you are. We want to hear from you. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, write us an email also. We're at robotsversustaxes at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, I think. Yeah. Is that good? That sounds good. Listen in. Yeah, thank you. Only on Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> it's just so funny. I, I know it is. Uh, our pro- the producer of the show, uh, Sabrina, simply doesn't understand why. No, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, so because, because it's so like, it is, it's a super childish thing. <laughs> it is. It it's is. super childish. But it's just the fact that it's so childish and the fact that, like, it, <laughs> if I, I can imagine a team of writers being like, what snake ja- jazz sound like? And they just came up with it, like, a second later, it sounds like this. And then it's just like, boom. It's, it writes itself. Oh, so good. Fuck. Oh, man. So, um,. So yeah, Rise of Skywalker, uh, uh, good, but then it just shows all the parts that were weak in the entire sequel trilogy. It's true, and it's true. And again, like you said before, it's it's all about. There were moments that I really liked. For example, I'm still pleasantly haunted by the scene. It was so quick of uh, young Luke and Leia training on Endor after yes. um, Return of the Jedi. And, you know, they had de-aged them and and had them there. I was just like, this is this is brilliant. Like this is it felt like we had touched the um, the sacredness that is uh, the original trilogy. And, and that's not to say that, like, the visuals of, of Star Wars aren't beautiful because yeah, sure. like that whole entire duel with Kylo Ren mm-hmm. and Ray in on the the you know on the on the remains of the death star yeah yeah uh wasn't i i thought that was like 
some of the most amazing visual, like uh, a, one of the most amazing lightsaber duels I've seen uh, since since the cinematics of the video games, you yeah, know, yeah. or like Gandhi Tartofsky's uh, 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 Clone Wars. It was pretty epic. Yeah, it was pretty pretty epic. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, visually, it's it's amazing. Visually, it's great. Mm-hmm. Story wise, it just feels like uh, they need like a Kevin Feige, somebody to be like, this is where it all connects together. Yeah, <laughs> because I mean, so far it feels like two movies directed by the same director <laughs> and one movie directed by somebody different. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, so, yeah. So I, I also felt like there were a few cop outs in regards to some of the ideas in the writing for example the concept of the dyad in the force um in the previous movies it was established that uh, especially in in the last jedi um sorry sorry uh yeah the last jedi um that kylo and ray had this connection and then it was established that it was snoke that was bridging this gap between them and it just turned out to be some sort of like creepy, you know, uh, force three way or something along the, those lines. And then in but then the special connection is described in The Rise of Skywalker as a, a dyad in the force, like two beings who are actually one. And I feel like it just came out of nowhere. And then on top of that, as we learned that Snoke was really just a puppet for Palpatine. Um, that made sense who was, to me. That, that makes sense, but he was pulling the strings all along in the background, and then when Snoke and Rey finally faced down Palpatine, it seemed like he was surprised by the fact that they were a diet in the, for- the force. They were just like, oh, this is so rare. So he spent the last 30 years building an armada in the outer reaches of the galaxy, concocting this super elaborate plan making clones and controlling them across the galaxy um miniature miniaturizing death star tech to put on every single ship and he missed this like this uh, detail yeah. I, who, of, of his granddaughter that's the thing who he factored in to his plans i since she was a kid see that's the thing that's where you you've definitely pointed out a weakness to all of this one of the many weaknesses in this sequel trilogy right mm-hmm. is that um this is where planning wise mm-hmm. they needed like a kevin feige to be like this is where this goes <laughs> this is where that goes you know what's the plan with ray and uh, you know um you know one person comes up with the well this is my plan for ray and another person comes in and is like i didn't like that plan for ray I'm going to do this for Ray. And then they come back and they're just like, hey, what happened to my plan? <laughs> and then they're just like, well, let me fix it. And then it just feels like it's like they put a Band-Aid over it, over a hole in the dam. Yeah. And then they're just like, if you think about it too much, the dam is going to give. <laughs> um, it's like, but sir, there's just a Band-Aid there. There are literally millions of gallons of water behind this. In a hold. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so 
I think you know how Hollywood works. I know exactly right. <laughs> hey, you know, give me a buzz. Uh, so, <laughs> so that that's uh, that's uh, again. I feel like I'm gonna cite Red Letter Media again. I'm um, giving them a lot of like you know uh, airtime on this <laughs> tiny platform. Uh, on the on this tiny sh- on our little show, <laughs> our little show with so much heart. Uh, but with regards to what one of those guys said about the rise of Skywalker was that he po- he posited an interesting theory. Mm-hmm. This guy Mike on that show. Oh, uh, Mike. Yeah, Mike Mike Staclaza. Mike uh, Staclaza. Yeah. Good guy. <laughs> Great guy. <laughs> so um, he posited that the imp- the Palpatine that we saw in the rise of skywalker is one that's completely new mm-hmm. like we've never seen him before mm-hmm. the one that died in return of the jedi was one of his clones and he is the originator which i think is a great idea which jj abrams recently shot down and he's basically like no no no, papatine survived and i'm just like that's that's idiotic stop saying shit like that because it makes more sense that this is a new Palpatine that has been behind all the entire trilogy, like the three sequel, the mm-hmm. three, the prequels, the sequel, the prequels, the main trilogy, and the sequels, mm-hmm. and um, that he's been behind it all, and that he is the dark side. He is all of them, all of the all of the entire Sith put together. Hmm. Mm. And, um, you know, he's being kept together by machinery and dark magic. So, um, and cloning technology. And that's why he's been, you know, he's spreading himself so thin that he has to, like, create uh, an army of Snokes. And he seems, he seems like he's put together. Mm-hmm. And that's why he looks so different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's, I'm, I'm sticking, I like to think that's the, 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 the issue with Palpatine overall. The other thing is like, who the fuck is Ray's mom? Because yeah, that's the you know. Because so so that means fucking Palpatine uh, must have crawled on top of some poor woman. Well, or who who's Ray's grandmother? Yeah, Ray's yeah. Ray's grandmother. Right, I mean. Right. I oh. mean, we we definitely need to find out Ray's mother's background. Like, yeah. was she force sensitive? Was she also like, you know, uh, maybe a Jedi or something like that? And what's the deal with Snoke's, uh, not Snoke's, with uh, Palpatine's son? Like, yeah. like what is his background and what caused him to? I mean, you know, protecting his child, obviously. Maybe he wasn't force sensitive. Maybe that's why he was cast aside. Perhaps, and perhaps. Maybe that's why Palpatine was just like, "Ah, eh, what you said, mediocre." That's you know, it's like uh, you're just a carrier. <laughs> you know, but um, a lot of people are positing that um, if you remember from the prequel trilogy, um, there was always this woman who was sitting by his side in the Senate. She was sort of like, almost like a ghost-looking figure, bald, bald head. head. Yeah, yeah. Like they're saying that um, when you look deeper into the lore, she. She knew what like his plans were. She knew that he was um, Darth Sidious, and um, that that is actually uh, Ray's grandmother. Um, and if so, okay, cool. But I feel like that exploration, or at least hints of that, would have 
made the whole thing richer because they they asked a lot from us in regards to bridging the gap of family lineage. I mean, we we all wanted Ray to be connected to somebody because that just it just brings the whole story together. But it's just like they rushed everything, you know, like I again, like I, I feel like the whole diet and the force thing, if they would have established that in the force awakens or at least more clearly in the last Jedi, then it would have been easier to swallow. I can't believe we've been going on. This is the like rise of Skywalker episode episode. Hey, if, you know, if you've got to end the year some way, why not this? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite movie, like or, or a series of favorite movies from this, the, from this past year, from this past year? I got to say that my favorite movie this year is Endgame. Okay. Yeah. It's uh it was I'm still feeling like the ache from blowing that wad. How okay. About, how about God you? God damn. Me, <laughs> Parasite takes the f- best movie of the year. Really? Yeah, Parasite. The uh Bong Joon the Oh, I don't want to fuck up his name now. Okay. Um but uh Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, character, the guys, uh, the director of Parasite is Bong Joon-ho. Um, he directed like an, an analysis of like class. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's takes place in Korean in South Korean society. But I feel like if somebody made that movie here, it would be just as resonant. Like it's it's a concept that like is so um it like it like moves beyond language it's like this analysis of human society class what is the what is status uh in society in general what does that mean like do we are, are we are we parasites ourselves to greed you know mm. Mm. so um so I, I think that it's a movie that I, I it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's like it's shot amazingly. It's paced so well. And there's a left turn in there that uh, I don't care who you are. You won't see coming. Hmm. Like you'll just be like, what the fuck? And it changes the very nature of the movie. So uh, very okay. movies, very, a lot, very little movies have been able to surprise me in terms of like, shifting themselves to being like ha 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 you thought that was funny now we're not playing you know <laughs> um <laughs> okay very little movies have taken me off guard that well as this movie parasite so i love um, that kind of shit i yeah. think I'm, I'm gonna watch it i'm yeah, gonna watch yeah. it you should you definitely should um and i i think that that goes as my movie of the year um i saw the lighthouse also really good <laughs> Um, I saw you fighting a bunch of gulls. <laughs> I saw you fighting a gull. <laughs> uh, there is so much in that movie that you'd be like, what the fuck? Because it does feel like Captain McAllister at some point. Uh, as, 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 the, as the Somebody should edit together an edit of Captain McAllister and, like, I don't know, Ned Flanders stuck on a lighthouse together. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> Willem Dafoe both their performances by the way Robert Pattinson 
If the, if you didn't if you were second guessing him being Batman before, watch this fucking movie because he is an actor in this fucking movie. Wow. He both of them chew up the scenery like I've never like such good actors. All right. Um so uh I can't wait for you know the Batman mm-hmm. the Batman movie. Um and uh you know <laughs> a quick interjection here. Yeah. I I saw a YouTube video where there's a rumor swirling that uh Robert Robert Pattinson? Pat- Pattinson. Pattinson um, is having a little trouble putting on uh, weight for the role. And it's just like, he's a super slender guy. He's not going to, like, he's not going to become Bane. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, he's uh, he's muscly in, in the lighthouse. Like, if he, unless he tar- starts taking steroids, which some Hollywood actors do in order yeah. to bulk up, like, he's, he's just going to, they're just going to have to pat him out some way. Anyway, go ahead. Plus, uh, like, that's one of the things that I felt was wrong about Batman versus Superman is that making Batman ultra because when we saw Ben Affleck, you know, he's in his suit mm-hmm. and he's ultra jacked. Yeah, and I'm like, that's fine for like if you're trying to do like the Dark Knight Returns kind of Batman. Sure, but Batman in general is kind of like a he's a fucking ninja. He's just he's slender right. and he's right. He knows his fucking you know. He knows his martial arts, so you don't have to like make him like fucking. Yeah, you, you're right. You don't have to make him Bane to yeah. be Batman. He's Batman. He's not Bane. Exactly. Exactly. Um. So, uh, plus, I th- uh, I always thought Ben Affleck looked ridiculous in his suits, in his three piece suits. <laughs> they look like like fucking Gorilla Grodd. Yes. He... <laughs> oh no, no, not Gorilla Grodd. Fucking Solomon Grundy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He looked like Solomon Grundy. It looked like they had to sew him into that suit. Yeah. Like, it was just like, okay. He's like burst, he's bursting through his, like, I'm going to hold like a shareholders meeting <laughs> in the gym. It's just like, you know, <laughs> Mr. Wayne, you, uh, for a, for a lazy playboy, you work out an awful lot. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about as he rips through his, <laughs> his, his Armani suit? I think there's something up with you <laughs> he's just he just starts turning into the hulk <laughs> i'm uh on a high protein diet oh that must be it yeah that's right that's right you're you're on the keto diet oh all these billionaires are joining these crazy diets oh man i hate that 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 to me is the worst. Might be one of the in the running from some of the one of the worst movies of the two thousands. We know, we know. It's, dude. About, <laughs> it's either that or Suicide Squad. <laughs> Offended me with their terrible taste. Hey, you know what? I bet the the new Suicide Squad that's dropping. I don't know when in two thousand twenty two or something like that. Uh, I bet that'll. No, wipe- it's co- it's coming next year. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I bet that will wipe the taste from your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, because it's fucking James Gunn, and James Gunn knows what he's doing. He's yeah. not like a fucking roided out, you know, like, <laughs> Cholo wannabe, like David Ayer is. <laughs> God um, damn. God Or damn. like another a, ro- a roided out, you know, uh, d- dude who... who sides on like the villain's side in all the comic books like fucking Zack Snyder like I bet his favorite character is Lobo and he likes him not for the satire Um, Jesus so (laughs) that's who I think Zack Snyder is Um, but yeah uh, Parasite (laughs) 
Good movie. <laughs> Great movie. Um, yeah, uh, I, I have compiled because I, I, you know, there is some downtime at work, uh, and I sometimes I write down the movies of the decade that I thought were great. Mm. Now I have this immense list of just movie names. Um, okay. Yeah, but uh, I might post that up on the um, Robots versus Taxes Facebook. Do it. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, oh, we were going to talk about The Mandalorian. But yes. we're probably going to save that for our guest, Matt Cameron, who, might, who uh, I think will be our guest our recurring guest, Matt Cameron. That's right. That's right. Uh, uh, who will be joining us next um, next episode? Excellent. The first one of the new year. Uh, but we do. I, I just want to discuss a little bit about this last episode of the spoilers for the last episode of The Mandalorian. Yes. Um, just with regards to um, the two uh, stormtroopers. <laughs> Those stormtroopers. <laughs> those knuckleheads. Those. <laughs> I I could watch an entire show of those two <laughs> assholes. They were dicks. I know you wanted to like fucking raid to them through a fucking you know uh, a, a a wooden table. When that one guy hit Baby Yoda, I he was kept, just like, he smacked him twice. I was I was literally about to call CPS, and I'm like, oh wait, this isn't real. Yeah. But I was still upset. The, the Baby Yoda is you have to remember is a tough little guy because he fell in this series twice. Yes. Hard. Yes, it's true. Uh, once when he got blasted out of, uh, that bounty hunter's arms. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, everybody's like, where's baby Yoda? And then he turns a corner. He's like, me, you know, (laughs) and then that's so adorable. (laughs) And then again, when, uh, fucking what's it called? Um, uh, the robot voiced by Richard Ayoade. What was his name? Zero. Mm-hmm. He did that spin in the Razor Crest. Yes. And then everyone hit the ceiling and then hit the floor, and you saw Baby Yoda <laughs> hit the floor. And I'm just like, oh, is he okay? Did he break any bones? And he's like, no, he's fine. It's like, oh my god. He's just he fell a, pretty hard. <laughs> that, that stormtrooper is just lucky he didn't get turned inside out. You know? Oh yeah, just, right. Like just, Baby Yoda raises his arm and is just like. My, <laughs> my organs, you know, <laughs> like his pelvis shatters in pieces, <laughs> falls over, his legs akimbo. Or he does what um, Mace Window did to one of those droids in uh, the Clone Wars cartoon. Oh, just opens his hand and just like no bones. He just gets separated. <laughs> oh, Ooh. IG Eleven, R.I.P. IG Eleven. Went out like a fucking G. Went out like a G. <laughs> That's what the I G in the G and I G eleven <laughs> stands for. <laughs> Integrated gangster. Integrated gangster. <laughs> yeah, but those two stormtroopers, they, um, they were a moment of levity that oddly brings a a, a certain amount of life to the stormtroopers and that part of the universe. It's just like, it's. They really receive next to no training. No. Well, they. it seems like they do. And they like I, I told you this after Rise of Skywalker, it, because <laughs> it feels like they get 
an insane amount of training. Like they're trained like special ops, mm-hmm. like green berets, right? <laughs> and then they put the head, like they put the helmet on them, and they just can't see. <laughs> <laughs> Because the two of them are shooting at that can in the middle of fucking, what, um, uh, Navarro Desert? Yeah. And um, they're shooting at the can, and they think the gun is the problem. <laughs> it's like, oh, what are the odds that both of our guns are malfunctioning? <laughs> yeah. Reminded me a little bit of MAGA heads, um, oh. those two, because it seems like, like one of them was just like... Uh, you know, you ever think about the fact that, like, we're kind of disposable, and then the other guy's like, nah. And like, yeah, neither do I. And then it's like, if they put a little more thought into, like, the kind of things that they were doing, mm-hmm. uh, they would see that they were on the wrong side of history. Yeah. Um, with regards to Star Wars and to life. They could literally, if they literally thought to themselves, you know, if we joined the Rebellion... We wouldn't have to wear these helmets. <laughs> and we'd actually get like free health care. Yeah. You know, and then I could finally marry you. You yeah, know, but- <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. Oh, that's and so with good. that. I think we should wrap up the show. Yes. Uh, so happy years end from both of us. I'm Pablo Morale Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are Robots Robots vs. Taxes taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. While you're out there, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the Week. (laughs) Wipe out. Make a friend, just enjoy the moment. I'm Luke Skywalking on these haters. Splish. Celebrate every day like a birthday. Good things come to those that wait up. But don't wait to jump in too long. Don't sleep, you gotta stay up. Don't, don't sleep, you gotta stay up. Gosh, I'm outstanding, so I stand out. Stand out. Street. When we on the green 
Flowing left off, we in the clouds now. Laughing in the moments. First, you put the work in till it works out. You can work it out till it's turned out. Yeah. 